What's up everybody? Dirty Harris here. I'm going to try something different today. I'm going to do a a podcast uh, on what I've learned day to day from my jiu-jitsu class. Um, I'm taking class from uh, my buddy Steve who's a purple belt. He's uh, 158 pounds and today we went over uh, defending the, the high mount or the full mount. And um, if you've ever been in a situation or if you're a little brother or if you've been picked on as a kid where, you know, somebody bigger or stronger than you was able to get on top of you and kind of hang a loogie in your face until you literally cried or freaked out or, you know, maybe kicked somebody's ass, um, you know that feeling. So the full mount's pretty much the same thing. And that's a position you don't want to be in when you're in jiu-jitsu or wrestling or in a fight in life in general um, so learning how to defend that is crucial and it could be the thing is if you don't know what you're doing and you're going against a guy that knows jiu-jitsu he's going to probably you know put you into a, uh, some kind of arm lock or you know whatever break your elbow and um, so what I learned today was um, first thing you do is when you get in a full mount is um you don't put the hand, your hands, if you're on the bottom, you don't put your hands on your opponent's chest because you're basically giving them a gift to, to take your arm and, and then you know, put you into a, an arm lock. Um, so what you want to do is you want to be able to create frames. And if you don't know what frames are, framing is essential in jiu-jitsu and it's, it's key, especially if you're not a person with a ton of power. Um, but even guys with a ton of power don't use their muscles in jiu-jitsu. They're using these these leverages or these um, frames. And they probably do it in wrestling too, but I never wrestled before. So um, anyway, the jiu-jitsu, the framing would be if, you know, someone's sitting on top of your chest, their butt is literally on your chest, and their heels are kind of under your butt, and they're kind of pinching your, you know, your body together, like really holding you tight. You want to quickly get to your left hand on their hip with your elbow bent and then use your right hand on top of that hand kind of creating um, you know like a two-on-one situation and you want to put your leg flat your left leg flat so the same leg that you're trying to create the frame on is the same leg that you're gonna lay flat does that make sense so visualize that you're laying flat you have your left hand on the hip you have your right hand on top of the hand and now your left leg was bent at one time, but now it's completely fat, almost like a dead leg. And then you're going to turn your hip, and they call it shrimping. So if you visualize what a shrimp looks like, you're going to kind of do the same thing with your body. You're going to kind of, oh, poor little birdie. Um, you're going to bring your hips up to your shoulder line after you, after you kind of push with your hands all in the, your opponent's hip, and you have to get that leg out. Once you get that leg out, you're going to go into like a half butterfly guard where your knee is bent and it's on their knee. Um, and then you want to quickly rotate to the other side and get the other leg out. So now you're in like a full butterfly, um, which basically means their hips are on your shins and your knees are just on the outside of their hips. And that from, from that position, then you can at least breathe and, and then, you know, get to a better position. Maybe go to a full mount or I'm sorry, a full guard or a half guard position, you know, depending on, you know, what you're comfortable in. And 
But for me today, I was able to just get out of that position. Um, it's tricky though, because if um, if you don't react to it pretty quickly, they can get a good hinge underneath your hips with their heels and really lock in. And then you got to kind of do some like hip, uh, hip bump, uh, bump to kind of push their, their arms forward. And then their arms will kind of, you know, extend themselves over your head. And then from that point, you can collect an arm um, and then bring it into their chest, you know, and then, then you got some footwork where you need to, you know, that leg that, leg that was straight out, um, you're able to kind of push that leg out and trap it. Then it gets kind of weird without visualizing, so I won't even talk about it. Um, so that's it in a nutshell uh, as far as that part goes. Um, wet paint. So, um, hold on, let me, uh, let me get around this truck so I can concentrate here. What's up, Jiu-Jitsu Wednesday? Alright, I'm trying to explain this. I'm sitting on my butt. My opponent has my back. They've seatbelted me, and they've put their hooks in and rolled me to my side and they have their choke arm on my neck. My first defense is to protect my neck from breathing. So I turn my head into their face as much as possible and I get my hand into their, where the choke is that's on my carotid artery. From that position, once I secure that first, or at least buy some time, then I start working on um, getting their hooks out, which basically means get their feet from dominating my legs. And that's the tricky part, especially when, you know, when you first do, start doing jiu-jitsu, if you've never wrestled before, you're, you're pretty much an arms-only type of fighter. Um, so you gotta be able to uh, use your feet to kind of pry uh, their, their feet out. And once you do that, you're able to kind of uh, step on their one heel and then slide your other foot, or slide your butt over their foot that you have kind of clamped to the ground. And then you can kind of turn into that person. Um, but if you are the aggressor, which basically means you uh, have the person's back, when that person makes that turn, you want to finger four one of their legs. And when you do that, you're able to get a good lock use your foot, you hand the foot to kind of squeeze it, and then they're going to take their foot and do a finger four on their leg. Once they do that, you're able to reach over uh, and put your foot, your hand on top of their foot and grip it and then crank your elbow into their knee. So you have like a kind of ratchet type of kind of thing going on where you have a good hook. And then you hip, hip your legs back and then slide your leg out of their hold and then you can go into a side mount all right so there's that scenario the other thing we worked on today was um, side control um, or you know a knee I guess it would be a, a, you know a knee a knee block some kind of knee block so when you're on that position you're kind of on your elbow you have your leg wrapped around their opposite leg and then you're locking 
your feet up. So you're using one leg to pull them and the other leg to kind of push into their hip, their, like your knee is pushing into their hip. And you want to be like right in the middle of the belly or they can kind of roll on you and then break that guard. What you want to watch out for, most importantly, is the cross face. That one hand is trying to get under your neck so they can flatten you out and apply shoulder pressure to your face. And um, the other arm that they have is, you, you know, probably has an underhook, so they're under your shoulder. Um, you want to be able to, first of all, um, you know, keep that leg lock in there with the... Uh, knee guard, knee shield, that's what it's called, knee shield, and it's a form of half guard, and then protect your uh, your neck from getting the um, the face, or the whatever it is, when the other arm attacks underneath your head, I forget what it's called now, I just fucking said it and I forgot, um, if you can protect that, that's huge, or if you don't, then you're going to have to learn how to fight from the back. Um, if that happens, if they're able to push you on your back, you have to immediately go to, um, you know, fighting from mount, or, you know, defending yourself on the mount. And that's basically getting your hands on the hips and deadening, you know, make that same leg that you're pushing on um, as closest to the leg that you're pushing on dead, you know, dead leg it, and then, you know, shrimp it out and get into a butterfly guard. Clear as mud? Perfect. What's up, Jiu-Jitsu Wednesday? All right, I'm trying to explain this. I'm sitting on my butt. My opponent has my back. They've seatbelted me, and they've put their hooks in and rolled me to my side, and they have their choke arm on my neck. My first defense is to protect my neck for breathing. So I turn my head into their face as much as possible, and I get my hand into their where the choke is. That's on my carotid artery. From that position, once I secure that first, or at least buy some time, then I start working on um, getting their hooks out, which basically means get their feet from dominating my legs. And that's the tricky part, especially when you know when you first do, start doing jiu-jitsu. If you've never wrestled before, you're you're pretty much an arms-only type of fighter. Um, so you got to be able to uh, use your feet to kind of pry uh, their, their feet out. And once you do that, you're able to kind of uh, step on their one heel and then slide your other foot or slide your butt over their foot that you have kind of clamped to the ground. And then you can kind of turn into that person. Um, but if you are... The aggressor, which basically means you uh, have the person's back, when that person makes that turn, you want to finger four one of their legs. And when you do that, you're able to get a good lock, use your foot, you hand the foot to kind of squeeze it, and then they're going to take their foot and do a finger four on their leg. Once they do that, you're able to reach over uh, and put your foot, your hand on top of their foot and grip it and then crank your elbow into their knee. So you have like a kind of ratchet type of, kind of thing going on where you have a good hook 
and then you hip, hip your legs back and then slide your leg out of their hold and then you can go into a side mount. All right, so there's that scenario. The other thing we worked on today was um, side control um, or, you know, a knee, I guess it would be, a, a, you know, a knee, a knee block, some kind of knee block. So when you're on that position, you're kind of on your elbow, you have your leg wrapped around their opposite leg, and then you're locking your feet up. So you're using one leg to pull them and the other leg to kind of push into their hip, their, like your knee is pushing into their hip. And you want to be like right in the middle of the belly or they can kind of roll on you and then break that guard. What you want to watch out for most importantly is the cross face. That one hand is trying to get under your neck so they can flatten you out and apply shoulder pressure to your face. And um, the other arm that they have is, you, you know, probably has an underhook, so they're under your shoulder. Um, you want to be able to, first of all, um, you know, keep that leg lock in there with the, uh, with the knee guard, knee shield, that's what it's called, knee shield. And it's a form of half guard. And then protect your, uh, your neck from getting the, um, the face or the, whatever it is, when their other arm attacks underneath your head. I forget what it's called now. I just fucking said it and I forgot. Um, if you can protect that, that's huge. Or if you don't, then you're going to be, have to learn how to fight from your back. Um, if that happens, if they're able to push you on your back, you have to immediately go to, um, you know, fighting from mount, or, you know, defending yourself on the mount. And that's basically getting your hands on the hips and deadening, you know, make that same leg that you're pushing on um, as closest to the leg that you're pushing on dead, you know, dead leg it and then, you know, shrimp it out and get into a butterfly guard. Clear as mud? Perfect.